0: Hello, good morning, this is Rick Pina and I am bringing you the last message of 2021, glory to God. This is today's word for December 17th, 2021. I get to minister the word of God to you on a daily basis, pretty much five days a week for the last 24 years. And so I thank God for you, I appreciate you, I love you. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your life today. As I get ready to release this word, I want you to get ready to receive it. I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is about to say to you. All right, so that said, let's get into the word for this morning. So, what I did to close out the year, and I trust that this has been a great year for you. I'm talking about greater is coming. I've been talking about leveling up all year. I told you in January that this would be a year where we of new levels, where we level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. And then I wrote my first book this year called "Level Up Your Life," and and uh, man, this has been such a blessing to so many people. So many testimonies people have given me. I don't know. I'm just honored and humbled by all of this. And so as I close out the year. I told you that um, what we would do is close out the year with uh, providing you a a few snippets from the book. And so I covered leveling up in the book in five areas, um, spiritually, physically, financially, internally, externally, or externally as relationships. And I've covered the first four already. And then today we're closing out the year with leveling up your relationships. I want to talk about other people. I, I want to talk about how important it is for you to honor the people that God has placed in your life, for you to connect with them and them to connect with you and for you to connect with the right people. Uh, you know, because uh, one of the things I, I will also share is that everybody can't go with you, right? So so sometimes, you know, you, you're connected to the wrong people and those people are holding you back. So I cover all of that in the book, but let's talk about relationships today as we close out. 2021. What does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you. So the first thing I'm going to cover is actually something is really important, is some of the people that you need in your life. So in the book, I talk about these five roles that you need in your life. You need coaches who speak to you. You need mentors who speak with you. You need sponsors who speak for you. You need models who you may never speak to. And then you need spiritual parents uh, as a, a covering, as a spiritual transfer. And so Let me talk about those five real quick, and then uh, we'll go on to the next thing. So the first thing is you need coaches in your life. These are people that speak to you, a coach. You you can have a finance coach, a personal, a fitness coach, obviously. That's what people think about a lot of times, like a sports coach or fitness coach or a marriage coach or a life coach or whatever, right? You need a coach. So these people are people that have experience, and uh, they have developed like proven principles, concepts, and ways uh, that produce a desired outcome. And they know the value of practice. Uh, they know the value of drills. They they have proven skills for success, and they can provide you with guidance, uh, and and that provide a practical benefit if you would just go through the process of what they've already established. Like they have these proven principles, right? And so they may not be committed to you per se. At the end of the day, like I mean, they're a coach. Like you know, they they may care about you or may not care about you. But at the end, but if you follow what they you know, if they have pro- proven principles and you follow what they say then you can have results. The the results that they have established with other people can also be manifested in your life. There's nothing wrong with having a coach. Like I said, a fitness coach, a finance coach, et cetera, just know what their role is and don't expect them to be your pastor. Don't expect them to be something that they're not called to be, right? A coach is a coach and that's it, but you, you can have coaches. Another one is mentors. Now, this is a little bit different. Mentors are not just speaking to you, they're speaking with you. Now, this is somebody, a mentor is someone that you consider to be at a level uh, that you aspire to be, right? So, so think about like, f- for example, if you could go back and have a conversation with yourself 20 years ago, could you help yourself? Could you take the 20 years of experience that you have now and help mentor yourself? Yeah, of course you could. Well, that's what a mentor is. I'm finding somebody that is already at a level, and and it could be in one area, right? Because you know, I, I I deal with a lot of stuff, so I could be I could have mentors in ministry. I can have mentors in the marketplace. I can have mentors in marriage. I can have mentors in, you know, whatever. So so your your finance mentor or your your ministry mentor. Uh, may not be the same as the marketplace mentor, may not know anything about business. Your business mentor may not know anything about ministry or marriage. So your business mentor may not be the one you want to talk to about marriage because he might be on his fifth wife or whatever, right? So nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying I'm going to learn from him in business, but I'm not going to learn from him about marriage. And so you can have mentors. And these are people that are already at a level uh, that you aspire to be, and they're worthy of emulation in that area. So if they're not worthy of emulation, they should be your mentor. The, unlike the coach, these are people that are committed to your personal development. So you're committed to them and they're committed to you. Uh, they want to see you succeed. And so if you are the mentee and you have the mentor, these are people that are making the an investment in your life. And what you want to do is you want to value the investment. And so you you want to make yourself, that, yourself someone that is worthy of the investment. God has given me great mentors and I always attempt to make myself worthy of the investment. Because I understand that other people are invested in my success. And so so not only am I in this for me, but I'm in this for them. And so this person is taking their time, their talent, their treasure, and they are investing in my success. What you don't want to do is make them regret it. So if you are a mentee, make sure you you, you make yourself a person that values that. And if you are a mentor, then level the commitment. I'm sorry, level up your commitment. Uh, as I've been talking about level up leveling up you want to level up the commitment that you have towards your mentees make sure that you are investing in them that you're committed to their success and that uh, that you know that you guys are in this thing together. the next one is sponsors. now a sponsor is not someone that needs to speak with you but they speak for you and this is really important because God will raise up people to use their power their ability their influence and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. that's the favor of God. And so these are uh, people that speak for you, sponsors. These are people that will open doors for you that you cannot open for yourself. And uh, as a result, you know, I mean, like favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. Like there's there's um, some people on this call. Actually, one of the people on this call that I highlighted earlier, uh, Monique, her husband uh, is one of my mentors. Uh, he's done things for me with one phone call or one text message or one email that I could never make happen. And so that's what a sponsor would do for you. When you have people that are willing to use their influence on your behalf, they can do something like even now, thankfully, I'm in a position of influence. So I'm, I'm able to do some things for some people. If I sponsor someone, I'm able to say, yep, let's do it. And by, by me just saying a simple statement or, or a text message or whatever, the other person, they could work for 10 years and not get it. But by me just saying, yep, let's do it, end of story, is done. And people have done that for me, and I've done that for other people. So favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. And so when God gives you an opportunity to have sponsors and people who speak for you and open doors for you that no man can close and close doors for you that no man can open, then you got to value that investment. One of my mentors uh, used to tell me and st- you know, still tells me that, hey, uh, Rick, all I could do is get you a spot on the dance floor, but you have the dance. <laughs> and so if you get if, if that person gets you a spot on the dance floor... Then doggone it, you better dance because you 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 got to make sure that you you don't um, make them regret the investment that they're making in your life. All right, number four. Uh, models. I, I love to talk about models. Now these are people that you don't ever have to speak to or about or whatever. So so me uh, in the military growing up, I didn't really have Hispanic mentors. Uh, matter of fact, I never even saw Hispanic leaders. Like I I talk about in the book, the the, the day I did meet General uh, Ricardo Sanchez in the hallway of the Pentagon that impacted me in a significant way because it was the first time I saw a Hispanic leader, right? And matter of fact, then we got the same name. I was like, oh, mira, Tocayo, you know, whatever. And so um, when you can model yourself... So anyway, I wound up having models that, that you know, that I, I, I didn't really see a lot of Hispanics. So, so I had others, right? So like, uh, for example, I talk about in the book uh, Colin Powell. And so for whatever reason, when I read Colin Powell's uh, uh, autobiography... And I saw that he was a son of immigrant parents from Jamaica and that he's from the Bronx. <laughs> and I was like, oh, snap. So I'm a son of immigrant parents from the Dominican Republic. I'm from Brooklyn. OK, so it's not the same, but it's close enough. And so so immediately I, I learned things from and now I'm looking at this thing. Through a different lens, and and so I was reading it from a different lens. You can have models when you have somebody that you relate to. Let me just say it this way, and this is very important when it comes to um, diversity and inclusion. This is why we need diverse faces. You know, when 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 people who have been disadvantaged or or uh, underrepresented, they see somebody who looks like them, sounds like them, or they can connect with this person in some kind of way. Maybe they have a last name that sounds like them. Maybe they have an accent. Well, like Isabella, uh, I, I remember. Uh, early on Isabella had a challenge with her accent but whenever she would see somebody that had an accent and that that was in a position of authority and that was comfortable with their accent oh my god that just did something for Isabella right so sometimes we can either receive from models or we can be a model for somebody else and that's why we got to have diverse faces we got to have diversity in leadership positions because we need people we need young people to see people that look like us sound like us, that they can identify with so that they can aspire to be who it is that God has called them to be. Enough on that. You got it? All right, you got it. Last one is spiritual parents. I can say a whole lot about this and I talk about it in the book, but this is a spiritual relationship. Paul was a spiritual father to Timothy. Elijah was a spiritual father to Elisha. And so, so this is a covenant relationship at the end of the day, this is where, where you're releasing seven times greater over your spiritual children. Oh my God. And so, so now where you, you're going greater, you're going higher, you're de- going deeper, you're going stronger. If you look at, um, uh, Elijah and Elisha, it was amazing because, um, Elijah started, uh, I mean, Elisha started where Elijah ended, right? And so when when you have spiritual covering and they release the blessing and the anointing over your life, then their ceiling can be your floor. and 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 this is a spiritual covenant relationship. You should read it. it's It's very important. you You need to be connected to somebody. Let me just say it this way. You need to be connected to somebody whose anointing on their life is so strong. That when you walk away from them, you feel like doggone, and I need to pray more. Like I need to get, like I feel inadequate. You need to be around people. If you always feel like you're the smartest person or the greatest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You need to be around people who are so anointed, like so connected to God that when and I can tell you, I, I've been there, and that when you walk away, when I walk away from my spiritual parents, oh my God, I feel like I, I need to pray more. Like I need to get into the Word. Right? You need to be around that. You need to be. If this is what what Paul. I'm talking about. This is a. a spiritual thing. Paul and Timothy, this is Elijah and Elisha. It's all in the book. All right, check it out. Number two. (laughs) Number two. All right, so if you want others to invest in you, uh, you have to prove to them that you are fat. You have to prove to them that you are fat. I I walk about, uh, I mean, I teach through the whole thing in the book, fat, faithful, available, and teachable. You got to be faithful, you got to be available, and then you got to be teachable. So for today, obviously, there's a lot there. So let me just say something about uh, available. I'm not gonna cover faithful and teachable because I don't have time. Uh, but if you're not teachable, nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody wants to talk to us. I can't invest in somebody that doesn't want to hear it, like thinks they already have all the answers. So just you know go ahead with your little self. And so um you got to be faithful, available and teachable. Let's talk about available real quick. So I have great mentors. God is, I am blessed, man. I mean, I, between the ministry and the marketplace, God has given me amazing people who believe in me, who see things in me and and invest in me, right? And so when I'm growing up in ministry and also growing up in, in the military and then also growing up in the marketplace, I have to make myself available to my mentors whenever they have time, right? So Elijah and Elisha, I talk about this in the book, Elijah was like, hey, you know, He wanted to see if Elisha was really going to be faithful, available, and teachable. So he was like, you know what? Hey, you stay here. I'm going to go to this town. I got to go do something real quick. And he was like, no, 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 sir. You, wherever you go, I'm going. Like, you know, I, I ain't going to let you get away from me. Like, there's something on you that I want, and where I'm going to make myself available to you wherever you are. It's like, okay. And so he tested him several times. And so he tried to get him to do this. He tried to get him to do that. He tried to, you know, and he wouldn't do it. And he was like, all right, well, look, let's see. Let's see if this is true. If you are there, like, you know, he was like, well, what do you want? He was like, well, I want seven times greater. Like, I I want a double portion of your anointing. It was like, all right, cool. Well, if you're there at the end, when I leave, when I go on to glory, if if you see me, then you'll get it. But if you're not, if you're not faithful to the end, you're not going to get it. Thankfully, he was faithful to the end. I talk about uh, in the book of being available, um, I see that Genia is on. Uh, so Genia, when I was, uh, Genia and I were at Marlborough Heights Missionary Baptist Church in Colleen, Texas years ago. And um, the pastor there is Reverend Dr. S.L. Moulton. And so I wanted to receive from my pastor. I wanted to glean. I wanted, you know I was a young minister, a young preacher. And so we had three services, 8, 11, and 7, 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 7, a, uh, 7 p.m. And, uh, and so I would show up at the church at like 7 a.m., 7, 7, 15 to pray. And then so we, I would be there for 8 a.m. service. And then Isabella would come at 11 a.m. service. <laughs> and then we would be there for 11 a.m. service. Then we would go home and eat and, you know, whatever, take a nap. Then I would come back for 7 p.m. service. So now I'm at church all day. And then after that, my pastor, the only time he had to pour into me was at night. After all of that, at like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. He'd be like, let's go to Applebee's. And i am like, okay, fine. I avail myself to him on his timeline. If I want to glean from somebody, I need to make myself available. I can't expect them to show up on my timeline. I can't tell you how many times uh, uh, in the military, like, you know, the, some of the people that God has graced me to be connected to are very busy people, right? Obviously, these are people that if they're valuable, they're, they're going to be busy. And so I can't tell you how many times a general officer that, that, God, that God has connected me to, I, hey, Hey, sir, are you going to be at this conference? Yep, I'm going to be there. I need to get a few minutes of your time. Okay, hey, Rick, all right, this is what I want you to do. You know, talk to my aide or be here, all right. And then I go and I'm supposed to meet at a certain time. And then, of course, they're tied up. It is what it is. I have waited an hour outside of a door for one of my mentors to walk out and say, hey, Rick, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Walk with me. And we walk and we walk for five minutes. And I walk and talk for five minutes and, and, and I receive what I needed to receive. And then that's it, and I walk away, and and I, and I it was worth it for me. I made myself available. Listen, now, you got to be willing for people to say, oh, man, that dude is a flunky. Look how he's chasing such and such around. Look how, you know, that I would never do that. You know what that is? That's pride. That's pride. When, when somebody has something on them that you want, then you need to make yourself available to receive it on their timeline. That's enough. I, I, I've given you enough on that today. All right, so number three, you must be willing... You must be open to receive from the people that God sends into your life. You know, you got to be willing to receive. God will send people um, to you that will see things in you that you don't see for yourself, right? God will send people to you that at that stage of your life, you don't see it, but they see it. And so, and what they will do when they see it is that they're going to push you to do more. They're going to push you to go beyond your comfort zone. And you must be willing to accept the fact that they see something that I don't see. And so because they see something that I don't see, I need to be willing to accept it. I remember, um, um, uh, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but he knows who, I, who he is. And so uh, uh, one of the people that that uh, is one of my mentors, when I was stationed uh, at Fort Bragg, I was at a Fayetteville Generals um, baseball game. It's like a minor league baseball. And, and I was at E5, about to make E6. And this guy wore me out. The whole game, he was with his family. And his, his wife loves me and, and we love them. Uh, but the whole game, he was like, you need to be a warrant officer. You need to be a warrant officer. I'm not going to let you leave this game until you tell me you're going to put it in your warrant officer packet. He saw something in me that I honestly, at that stage of my life, didn't see myself. I was 20 years old. He knew me since I was 18, but he pushed me, he pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. And I was like, yes, sir. Fine. I got it. I'm going to become a warrant officer. And thankfully, by the grace of God, I did. Be willing to receive from the people. God, they will see something in you sometimes that you don't even see in yourself. Number four, you must be uh, open to correction. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many times this has been a problem for people. So here's the thing. People like it when they re- when, uh, when you reinforce them, uh, when you tell them they're doing a good job. Hey, you're doing a good job. They like it, hey. But what about when you need correction? So if you want, listen, if you fight against the people that God assigned into your life and you fight against them when they're correcting you, you're actually fighting against God you look at me real quick. I want, I want you to be clear about something. If you want to be great, if you want to be great at anything, you got to be open to correction because honestly, you ain't that smart. So, so God is going to send people to you to help you and to show you when you need a course correction. There will be moments in your life where you think you're, Oh, I'm, I'm all good. I'm smart. I'm doing the right thing. And you are blinded. You have a blind spot, right? check out the johari window you have a blind spot you don't even know what you don't even know how jacked up you are and somebody you need somebody in your life that's going to speak to you you need somebody in your life that's going to correct you and you got to be open to correction say amen to that number 5 you must develop into god's culture which is a culture of honor the the culture of the kingdom of god is a culture of honor so the whole kingdom of god functions on a system Uh, of honor. So if you fail to receive the insight, the instruction, the correction that God provides you through others is because you probably, you lack honor for the human that God sent to you, right? So when you honor the human, you're going to receive from the human. But if you don't honor the human, who does he think he is going to tell me? He puts on his pants one leg at a time, just like me. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. You're not ready to, you're full of pride. You're full of yourself. You need to get over yourself for you to become who God called you to be, you got to be humble. You got to be open. You got to be willing to receive because you don't know it all. There would be no Paul if there were no Barnabas. I go deep into the book with Paul and Barnabas. You should check that out. But, But Barnabas sacrificed a great deal for Paul to become who it is that he was called to be. Number five, you must be willing to honor the anointing on your own life. So not only do you have to honor the anointing on other people? Here's another thing. You got to honor the anointing on your own life. You got to get to the point where you believe what God believes about you. And so so don't get frustrated with people who don't know who you really are. Like, yeah, it's, you go into your prayer closet and you're like, oh my God, you see yourself the way God, God sees you. And you're like, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only, not beneath. I feel like, oh man, I got it going on. And then you go into the world and people don't see it. Okay, well, fine. They don't see it. That happened to Jesus. Jesus came into his own and his own received him not. Jesus came to the Jews. He's like, I'm supposed to minister to you guys. And they didn't receive it. If they did it to Jesus, they're going to do it to you. There are going to be people in this world that don't honor you. There are going to be people in this world that don't see it, but you got to see it and you got to believe it. And you have to honor the anointing on your own life. And so you got to be steadfast, not only just honoring others, but honor yourself. Honor yourself enough to believe about yourself what God is speaking to you about yourself and the church said, amen. Number six, your friends impact your life in a major way. We all need friends. So listen, my mother used to say, show me your friends. I'll show you your future, uh, or, or show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. So you, you got, you got to have friends. I'm not talking about, you know, um, there are people that you need above you, right, that pour into you. There are people that you need under you that you're pouring into. But you also need people on your level. Like, I mean, you just need friends. (laughs) You need people to talk to. You need people to bounce ideas off of, to laugh with, to cry with, to do life with. You just need friends. And if you don't, your friends matter. You need friends because life is better when you're enjoying it with your friends. So um, another thing that you should do when you're considering your friends, you got to choose the right friends because. If you choose the right friends, they're going to help you do life. But if you choose the wrong friends, you're going to be influenced the wrong way. If you if you surround yourself with the wrong people, Proverbs 13 and 20 says that both wisdom and foolishness can be transferred by association. So if you connect yourself with the wrong people, you're going to hear the wrong things. You're going to be influenced the wrong way. You got to protect your own anointing. Look at me. You are anointed by God through the Holy Spirit. You got to protect that anointing. You got to protect what God is doing in your life. You got to protect it enough not to allow it do not look at me very clearly on this one. Do not contaminate your anointing. You got to, you got to protect your anointing enough to not contaminate it. You don't want to allow yourself to be contaminated by the stuff that's on other people. But when you're around people that are godly friends that are anointed, like you're anointed, then you're building each other up. You're not allowing any corrupt communication to proceed from out of your mouths, but only that which is good to the use of edifying that you may minister grace to one another. You're building each other up. You're never tearing each other down. You're not around dream killers. You're around dream makers and the church said, amen. So you need godly friends because godly friends are going to help you, usher you into your destiny. When you're around the right people, watch this. You're going to hear the right things. You're going to get the right encouragement and your faith is going to be reinforced right? And so I can think about many people that God has surrounded me with that build me up, that reinforce me, that, that help me to believe what God believes about me. When you're around the right people, you get the, round, the right advice. You know, you, 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 and you hear the language of faith. You're going to hear faith all the time. And so, so you got to be connected to the right people. If you're around the wrong people, you're going to become the wrong person. You cannot become the right person surrounding yourself with the wrong people. So you gotta you gotta carefully select the people you allow to be within your sphere of influence. Everybody can't be in your tribe. Can't happen. Everybody can't be in your tribe. Paul said in First Corinthians fifteen and thirty three. Don't be fooled. Bad friends will ruin good habits and corrupt your character. Let me say that again. Do not be fooled. That's I'm getting ready to close. Look, at, Paul said. Bad friends. Will ruin your good habits. They're going to say, why are you doing that? Man, it took me four years to develop this good habit. And now they got me over here questioning why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because it's a good habit. Bad friends will ruin good habits and corrupt your character. That's as plain as it can be. And in the book, I talk about how everybody can't go with you. Abraham was trying to move forward, but he had Lot with him. Lot was not supposed to be with him. Sometimes we're too nice. Sometimes we're trying to bring people along that are not supposed to be with us. Some some people are with you for a season. Some people are with you for a lifetime. And you and sometimes we're tr- trying to drag people into the next season when they're not supposed to be with us in this season. And you gotta be you gotta have the courage to let it go. If God says just let it go, they're not they can't see it. They can't they are holding you back. Everybody can't go with you. Everybody's not gonna believe God with you. Everybody's not gonna be able to honor you on the next level. There's some people that are in your life right now that that are not supposed to be with you where you where where you're going because. They they can't see what you're seeing. So you got to be willing to be open even when it comes to letting some people go. You got to be willing to be open even when it comes to the courage of letting some people go. Man, I love you, but I, but listen, this is what God is calling me to do. And if you can't see it, I will celebrate you from afar. But I'm going to be who God has called me to be. And the church said, amen. I know that last thing I said is, is not easy because, yeah, uh, Rick, aren't we supposed to be love? Yeah, it's love. But, but you got to love yourself enough to be the man that God called you to be, the woman that God called you to be. And sometimes, I show you biblical evidence of this, sometimes people are holding you back and you got the wrong people around you. And you got to be willing to go wherever God is calling you to go. And if they can't see it, they can't see it. And matter of fact, sometimes God would just make it easy on you. They will turn their back on you. They will cut you off. And then you will beat your head. Uh, What happened? What? Why are you mad at me? Why you don't talk to me no more? Why? Look. God will say, let, "Let it go." Like like for for they're not honoring who you are right now at this stage in your life, and if they can't honor it, all you're gonna do is be frustrated by trying to get them to honor you when they can't honor you no more. They they you guys used to be on this level, you're moving up, and if they're not moving with you, then there is they what what's happening is, and uh, this is not part of my notes. I'm gonna just share this as I close. What's happening is they're allowing their personal resentment, their personal bitterness. Their, their lack of personal self-confidence because now you guys used to be on the same level and now you're going into a a, a a realm or a sphere or a level or dimension that that they don't really see themselves on and then they they'll say stuff like who does he think he is who do you think you are who does she think and so the issue is not with you listen you you guys are like man I love you man why are you treating me like this we're supposed to be down for whatever we you, we used to be down like four flat tires what happened? Okay, look, the issue is not with you. If they can't honor you, the Bible says in, Ma- in uh, Matthew chapter 10, you go wherever they don't receive you. He said, you, you bestow peace on the people that receive you. But wherever you don't receive you, the Bible says, take your peace back. <laughs> take your peace back, shake off the dust from your sandals, and you keep stepping. I know that this is hard. I know that this, some people may even think that's harsh. That's not harsh. You got to honor yourself and honor your destiny enough to know that everybody's not going to go with you. And if they're not willing to go with you, you just got to honor them and love them and pray for them and keep stepping. And the church said, amen. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this uh, over your life. Say, Father, I acknowledge the fact that I will not be able to maximize my purpose or potential without other people. I can do all things through Christ, but you have not called me to do it alone. I need you and I need others. I need the special people that you have ordained to be part of my life. They also need me. So I release the pain from my past. I open up my heart to receive from the people that you've connected me to. I am committed to being a blessing to them. And because I love them, I'm not expecting anything in return. I honor them and and they honor me. And they will be part of my life story. And I will be part of theirs. When we get to heaven, we're all going to laugh and celebrate together. But I also know that some people can't go with me. So I have the discernment and the courage to keep going. I level up my relationships and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, hit the subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, um, I, once again, this was just some some small excerpts, so get the book. There's a lot more detail. Uh, last message of the year. I'm going to come back in January. I love you. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. Listen, you are special to me. Thank you for allowing me to minister to you, thank you for allowing me to share with you. Um, let me do something, uh, can I share my screen here, hold on. All right, um, I just wanna share my screen real quick so I can share a couple of uh, pictures. But our kids in the Dominican Republic, uh, they, uh, they got out for school, I mean like, you know, for the year, um, and so this is their last day of school before they, they take off for January. I thank God for them. I thank God for you. Uh, If you want to be a blessing uh, to our ministry and a blessing to these children, go to RIPministries.org and make a donation. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing end of 2021. And I'm going to see you at the beginning of 2022. I love you sincerely. I speak life and blessings over you. Thank you for allowing me to share the word of God with you. God bless you.